All right, it's time to ruffle some feathers again with another gunfight training mythbuster. Let's talk tactics. Tactical firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. Welcome to the show that helps you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is the Warrior Life Podcast. Hey there, what's up, Warriors? It is Jeff Anderson from WarriorLife.com, and welcome to podcast episode number 352. Okay, so there you are. You are hunkered down behind your car's engine block, exchanging a hail of bullets with the Russian mafia because they tried to steal your car and they killed your puppy. Now you know you're running low on ammo, so instead of waiting until your gun goes dry, you take advantage of that break in the action to slip your spare magazine between a couple of fingers in your non-firing hand, eject your partially spent mag into the same hand, and quickly switch out mags, placing your partial mag in a pocket for possible later use. Okay, so those of you that have been in the, uh, the shooting world for any amount of time probably know this commonly trained technique as the tactical reload. I affectionately call it tactical bullshit. Now, unfortunately, though, this is one of those techniques that it works great at the range and it's taught at these like tactical schools and it it gets guys thinking that they're super advanced. They came there, got away from the the wifey for a little bit and and learned this really cool thing. And they leave the course feeling all John Wicky. But in reality... It is a trainable skill in a safe, structured environment of the range, but it fails miserably in a dangerous, dynamic, unstructured environment of a real gunfight. And here are three reasons why. So first of all, the tactical reload is meant to happen during the lull in a fight. Now, most gunfights are over in three to five seconds. So where is this lull that you're going to do this fancy juggling of magazines. Now, I have used tactical reloads in combat, but that was with other soldiers covering me, firing back at the enemy, and giving them, the enemy, somebody else to shoot at besides me. It wasn't just like an enemy against me. So that gave me the lull. That gave me the opportunity to switch out magazines. But in a real attack... For concealed carry, it's you and you alone, most likely. All right. Reason number two is there are quite a few, mm, let's call them important considerations that you might have to think about in a real gunfight. Like, is he down? Is he out of the fight? Are there other threats that I have to engage? Are my companions safe? Are there now other people in the area that could be in harm's way, that could be innocents that I might shoot? Am I shot? Am I bleeding? Should I run? Should I get behind cover? Where is my best cover? Your brain is going to constantly be trying to keep you alive. It's going to be trying to collect data for what your next tactical action should be in order to keep you alive. So when all you can think about is how to get a bullet into the bad guy shooting at you and how to avoid him sinking a bullet into your cranium, do you really think that you're going to be counting how many rounds you may have left and if you can pull off a multi-step reload without getting caught midway through? Not likely to happen, right? And the third reason is under the stress of a real attack, your adrenaline is going to be surging through your veins like it's a runaway locomotive. That means that your fine motor skills, like the dexterity that you're going to need to juggle two magazines at once, 
is most likely going to go right out the window and you're, you're just going to be a clumsy clown at that point. All you're going to have are your gross motor skills. So juggling two magazines is going to be like a pipe dream. All right, so here's the bottom line on this. First of all, I do recommend that you carry extra ammo with you. So listen to podcast episodes number 231 and 342 for all the real-world reasons why. And there absolutely are situations where you could be caught in a hailstorm of bullets, and a tactical reload could be a strategic good idea. Mostly if you're a soldier or like a military contractor or police officer, but maybe also if you're a civilian, like if you know you did pull the trigger a bunch of times and you took down some guy in a dark parking lot and you're not sure if maybe there are fellow gang members around hiding in the wings, maybe it was an initiation, maybe they're ready to come out and deliver some payback. In that case, maybe, you know, it's better safe than sorry, you know, find some cover and load a fresh mag in your weapon. But let's face it, there's only so much time that you have to train, right? And you're probably not training as much as you either should be or you know you, you know you could be or just even feel like. You only have so much time to train. So why would you invest that time into mastering a skill that you're not likely to use and is not going to be useful for you? But you do know that your gun can jam for any number of reasons, right? I mean, I see it all the time at the range. And, and I've seen like people shooting out there and even experienced shooters. At least it looks that way from all the tactical clothing and how many guns they bring with them. And I'll see them firing, firing, firing. And then the gun jams on them. And they just kind of casually stop firing. And they look at their gun kind of a little bewildered, like, why is my gun not firing? Oh, it's because I've got a jam. And then they clumsily clear the jam so that they can start casually shooting again. My advice is to put that training time that you have into learning how to clear jams. It's something that really can give you that oh shit moment in a real attack. So here is my ultimate tactical reload strategy for a real gunfight. Shoot until your slide locks back. Then reload it with your spare mag. And just like your shampoo bottle says, rinse and repeat as needed. Now, if your gun jams and your clearing actions that you have spent your time practicing on doesn't work for you, then rip your magazine out of the weapon and let it fall without trying to also juggle that spare mag in the same hand like they're chopsticks. Load in the other one and then continue firing as needed. Now, doesn't that sound a lot easier? <laughs> this is me. So you're welcome. All right. Now, if you're liking these podcasts, please go ahead and give us one of those fancy five-star reviews over wherever you are enjoying your podcast. You'll find a whole list of places over at warriorlifepodcast.com where we kind of keep the directory of these. And hey, have you checked out our YouTube channel yet? Because we are going all in on our video training over here at Warrior Life Headquarters. And we're now up to over 80,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. And it's growing really fast. So come check us out over at youtube.com slash warrior and subscribe to our channel and ring that little bell so that you get notifications of our weekly videos They'll pop up on your little uh, on your little computer screen there. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying prepare, train and survive. 
You've been listening to the Warrior Life Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us spread the mission of self-reliance and self-protection when you rate us. And leave us a comment wherever you enjoy these podcasts. And don't forget to check out our posts and videos on our social media channels. You'll see a full directory when you visit our website at www.warriorlife.com. We'll see you next time. This has been the Warrior Life Podcast. Prepare. Train. Survive.